cliffcentral.com. We're going to cry, laugh, and love. And we're going to do it together. The Life with Libang podcast. That's right. It's time for Life with Lebang, courtesy of cliffcentral.com. Hello to you and hello to yours, wherever you are in the world. I hope you are smiling and I hope you are feeling fantastic. I, for one, am feeling great. This is something in the air that is telling me that this is going to be an amazing show. So I hope you are amped and psyched to learn something new today. My name is Lebang Khosana and as always, I come to you every single week. With a little bit of knowledge Just a little something here and a little something there Of course something to add value into your life And I hope you're good I'm so so good And I miss actually doing this I miss sitting in this chair And having these conversations with you every week So I'm very very keen to get straight into today's show I will be honest with you I have been a little bit bothered by something You know, as kids get older and as we grow older as well as parents and we go about our days, there is that thing, the most important thing. Some would call it the most important thing in the world. I do not call it that. But it is a vital thing. Money, money, money. The root of all evil. Well, the love of money is the root of all evil, in my opinion. But it is an important thing that we cannot deny. We cannot ignore the importance of money. We cannot shy away from how important it is to have financial management as well. Having money is one thing, but knowing what to do with that money is another thing. And it's something that we learn and grow as the days go by. If you're lucky enough, you can learn it in school. Financial management. I personally am of the belief that financial management is something that we should be learning from a young age. But as a parent, where do you even start with teaching your kids about money? And where do you even start with teaching your kids about the importance of money? How to manage it? What to do with it when they have it? How to earn it? Etc. 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 Now, these are some of the things that I deal with in my life as a parent who has as many children as I have. And my kids are growing and they obviously know that money is a thing, but I worry and I wonder about, do they know what to do with money? Do they know how to manage money? We cannot ignore the fact that the day will come where they need to earn their own money. So I've started something new in my household with my eight-year-old and my 10-year-old. And I've said, look, boys, it's time for you to earn some pocket money. And I don't want them to believe that money falls on trees because there is that age old saying that money doesn't fall from trees. But have we ever stopped to wonder how our children understand money? Because for kids, all they see is mommy and daddy going to the ATM, putting a card in, pressing some buttons, and then magically money comes out of this machine. But what about what happens in order for mommy and daddy to earn that money? So that's why today I want to speak about the importance about teaching your children about money. Because if we can get them to learn these things now while they're still young, then they'll have better financial literacy as they grow up. And as you know, we can't depend on the schools to teach our kids these things. These things have to start in the household. It's up to us as the parents to teach our kids while they're still young about the importance of money and financial management, just so that when they grow up, they are better equipped 
with these skills and don't end up squandering whatever money that they end up earning. Right. The idea is to build wealth. And that is something that is so important to me. I've always said I want these children to be set up for life, but also for their children to also be set up for life. So it's no use me working my ass off and making sure that I've equipped my children with this information and they are sorted. What about their children? So I basically want to shift, you know, the thinking for these generations that are coming and I want us to get to more of a place of we are building generational wealth, you know, especially in the African community, especially in the black communities where generational wealth was previously a thing that we weren't allowed into. These were conversations that room wasn't made for us. But now we're living in a time where the room is there. We are in these boardrooms making these decisions and we have the ability to make sure that we're passing down the right information to our children. So why are parents reluctant to discuss financial topics with their children? I mean, as a parent myself, it, it's, it's, it's difficult. You just don't know where to start because as a parent, you're dealing with your own things. You're dealing with the household expenses. You're dealing with the school fees expenses. There's costs left, right and center. So it's almost a bit of a daunting task with regards to where do we start? But there are two main reasons why most parents don't talk to their children about money and rather and help them develop financial literacy skills. And for one, they are terrified that they aren't good role models when it comes to money, which is fair because it's easy to say something. It's easy to say to your child, you need to save your pocket money so that you can buy, for example, a bicycle at the end of the month. But if you as a parent are not saving money yourself, then it's a little bit hypocritical. So I do understand why we'd have cold feet. Another reason is that Many parents just feel like they don't know enough about money and they don't have the confidence to teach their children about it. So what do they end up doing? They leave that responsibility to the schools or they leave that responsibility to the Internet or whatever the case is. But what I've noticed is that that parents are not intentional enough about teaching their children about financial literacy from a young age. So today, that's what I want us to get into just so that we can be better equipped just so that we can know that it's not a very daunting task. You are able to help your child, regardless of what age they are. So what is the best age to teach children about money? So between the ages of two and four, what you can start doing is to teach your children the names and the value of coins. So, you know, this is when they begin to understand that things can be exchanged for toys or other items, you know. Consider things like piggy banks. Piggy banks are very good so kids can at least have a place to store their money. Start giving them coins here and there to store away in their jars or their piggy banks. Just allow them to have a place where they can watch their money grow in between those ages. And then from the age of five up, that's where household chores and allowances can come into play. That's where I am right now. This is when kids are are capable of using an allowance to practice higher level money management skills, like putting a portion of money away for savings and other spending, blah, blah, blah. And finally, forgiving. So what I'm doing right now is I've got my my eldest kids, so my 10-year-old and my 8-year-old, do things like babysitting, cleaning the kitchen floor, helping out with the dishes, uh, uh, you know, organizing yard sales, washing the cars, collecting stuff around the house. Just whatever chore we can attach to an amount, there is a chart that sits on the fridge at home. And for every chore that they do, they can tick it off the chart. And then at the end of the month, we count how many things they did and then we add up. So we've 
pretty much put a value to each chore. If they do the dishes tonight, that's five rand for them. So they know if they want to have like a hundred bucks by the end of the month, they know how many times they need to wash the dishes within this month. Not only are you teaching them, you know, the skill of working for money, but you're also getting them to understand the value of what money actually is. You have to put in to get out. Even for older kids, there's things like tutoring that your teenage kids can do to earn some extra money. There's things like babysitting. If you've got much younger yeah, younger children and some older children, your older children can babysit your younger children at a fee. So it's not, uh, you know, child labor in any way where it's like you're forcing your kids to do things around the house. They are also benefiting from it by participating in the general flow of the household. Now, a crucial lesson that kids also need to learn is the difference between credit and debit. Now, when you put those two words together, it, it just sounds like some hectic thing that only is taught in accounting. But there are simple ways for you to teach your children these things. So the debit card, for example. Obviously, the debit card means that money will instantly be deducted from their checking account. In the same way as us adults, you know, children also need to know how much they have in their bank accounts before they go shopping and before they choose something that they want to buy. So it requires them to know how to maintain and balance a checking account. Essentially, they should also learn how to monitor their accounts just to, you know, watch and see where their money is sitting. Also, they should understand that if they are to use um, a card at an ATM to get cash, they need to know how much money is in their card and they mustn't believe that the ATM and their card has all this, you know, never ending money. So they have to know how much they have left all the time. And then there's the concept of credit. The credit card rather means that they buy now and will have to pay for it later. So what I'm saying is the things that we know and learn as adults can be simplified in order for our kids to also understand, but they need to understand these concepts while they are still young. For example, they need to know that credit cards are not free, right? Remember that children must know that using a credit card is not free money. In fact, it's someone else's money that they're using just for a short time. And they must know that a credit card uh, is an agreement between children and the bank. And in this case, you are the bank. And they need to understand that this will come with its own consequences, which is paying extra costs. So, you need to explain these concepts to your children. For example, if they don't make their bed or they forget to take out the rubbish bin, mom and dad can remind them. But this isn't the case with credit cards. This is not the case with credit cards. The, the creditors, the bank isn't going to call you and remind you that, hey, bro, this is what's... You always need to be on the ball. So having a clear um, indication of how much money you have is the most important thing. So that's where I would start. I would start with putting a value on chores. And for each chore, they earn a certain amount of money. One of the biggest and most, like I would say, the most helpful uh, things that you can put a value on is school marks. Because we do want our kids to succeed. We do want them to do well in school. And we are intentional parents, right? So a part of that is saying, look, my child, if you get a 70% in this and that subject, then you can earn this amount of money. If you get an 80, it's a little bit more. If you get a 90, it's a bit more. If you get a 100% in the subject, then you get this amount. Putting a value on what the kids can ultimately earn if they work hard in school 
will not only, you know, encourage them to work harder, but it'll also encourage them to get more money as a result. And isn't that like the basic life skill? Isn't that life? The harder you work, the more you earn. So try now while you can. What are the most effective methods of teaching my child about how money works? This is a question that most parents ask themselves at some point. Children need to understand that money doesn't come from mom and dad, right? We as parents need to explain to them how they earn money depending on what we do for a living. For example, they need to understand that parents go to work in order to earn an income. In this case, a thorough explanation about time versus money is required. When they don't work, there is no earnings or income. Now, this one is obviously a tough one because kids just want to spend time with their parents. I know for the most part, my kids are always like, mommy, mommy, we want to spend the day with you. I'm like, that's cool, but mommy needs to work. And for them, they don't understand why I need to work as hard as I do. And I'll say to them, well, there's five of you, so somebody needs to keep this household afloat. (laughs) But for them, they're not understanding it as that. So the explanation of time versus money, that's where it comes in. And I sit with them and I say, look, the more time I put into my work, the more income comes into the household, which allows us to live a better life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Not to take away from the time I want to spend with them, but I have to be intentional about the time that I have. So I put aside specific hours of my day to dedicate to them 100%. When I'm with my kids and I'm chilling with them, we're hanging out, whether we're cooking together, whether we're taking a walk, whether we're watching a movie, I am fully 100% in that moment with my children. So that when I'm working, I'm fully 100% working in those moments. You get me? So you need to preach the concept of savings, of spending, and of giving. When a child receives their allowance or a small sum of money, they can share the money up into thirds and contribute to three jars. Now, I love this. I love, love, love this. Take notes. Money that is accumulated in the spend jar is for the child's discretionary spending. So, mommy, there's a doll that I saw at the shops and I want to get that doll. That's fine. The money for that doll, you are going to get from your spending jar, right? Then there's a save jar. Now, the money in the save jar teaches delayed gratification by encouraging children to save up to buy something that may be a little bit more expensive. Mommy, mommy, there's a bicycle at the shop that I want and it's 1,000 rands. Sure, 1,000 rands is a lot of money, my child, but you can save up for it. So every month from your allowance, you can take a portion of that and put it in your save jar until you get to a thousand rand, which will probably be in the next couple of months. What I love about the save jar is that it can definitely teach delayed gratification, which is something that these kids need the most now more than ever. Now, the third jar is called the give jar. Now, this one is equally as important because it teaches children a sense of social responsibility by allowing them the opportunity to give back to a cause that they care about. So these three, three jars should be clear so that the children can see the money build up in each jar over time. Now it's pretty straightforward why these three jars are important because these skills, they will hone these skills and sharpen them as they grow older. So you start them off now while, they, while they're still young, they become teenagers, still practicing the same skills, still getting exactly what they want through work, still giving back to causes that matter to them. By the time that these children are adults, you have equipped this human being with basic financial literacy skills where they shouldn't struggle when it comes to finances. 
I mean, it's easy to say, and then comes the thing of doing it. But can you do it, right? Some parents use short, simple messages such as, saving is a great, great habit, or I love to save, or it sure feels good to save money and build my future. These are some of the things that they communicate to their children so that they can teach their children to get into these habits, right? Experts say that you can begin teaching money-related lessons to children as young as five. Preschoolers may be too young to add or subtract, but these youngsters will actually shock you because what they do understand is value and the idea of trading items. Remember like the bartering system. So if I give you my lollipop, you can give me your sandwich. So they understand the trade and the value of things. Which are the building blocks for understanding money? Then as they acquire basic math skills, your children can be taught more complex financial concepts. So this is the child facing stuff that I want you to think about, that I want you to consider applying into your life and into your, ch- your child's life because it's important. But what about the parent facing things that you can also do to equip your child? So growing up, I remember not being taught Anything about money, just seeing money being there, not really knowing much, just sort of picking up stompies here and there as I grew. But one thing my parents did do is they opened up a bank account for me pretty young. I think I was maybe about like nine years old when they opened up a bank account for me. And the the, the bank that my parents opened my account in was the bank that they were using. So I just woke up one morning and got given a little bank card, written standard bank on it, pretty little blue card with like the Powerpuff Girls on it. I was like, oh, cool, I've got a bank card, yay. I didn't know much. All I know, knew is where this is where my money's at and the end. There are certain banks out there that are also very intentional about teaching the youth and young kids about money management and saving. So parents, ensure that you are picking the right bank for your child to be in because as they grow that's most likely the bank that they're going to stay in right experts say that the sooner you teach your child these things the better so open a savings account so that when your child receives birthday money or cash from their chores they've put some in the bank and save also from bigger ticket items so it's fine to use hard cash and coins and notes etc etc but we are living in a time where things are moving more towards tech. Right now, the schools that our children are in, well, my children, there's no hard cash allowed on the campus. Everything is done via an app. Everything is done through the bank accounts. There's nothing, even at the tuck shop. When I say giving my child 10 rand cash is of no use, (laughs) I mean it. Because he can't go to the tuck shop and just buy cash, buy something with cash. Everything happens through the apps. So, Trust these banking systems, especially the better ones. Trust Standard Bank. Trust trust the bank that you are familiar with and ask, inquire about what programs they have for children, what saving systems that they have for children, because they can ultimately assist you and hold your hand as a parent in this process. If your child is old enough for allowance, encourage them to Direct a percentage into those savings. Trust them and let them keep their bank card. Tell them to check their balances often. Remember, your, your children will enjoy watching their money grow as deposits and interest accumulate. So the quicker you can get into this habit, the better not only for you, but also for your children.
Now let's quickly talk about creating opportunities in order for them to earn money, right? This is providing them with an allowance after completing their chores. Ideally speaking, how much can they earn for each chore in the household? Now look, that is up to you. Right. And it depends on the kinds of chores that you'll get your child into. And it all depends on your unique financial situation. But here's a guideline. Right. So children up to three should get around one rand fifty. I almost said one hundred and fifty. Children up to three should get around one rand fifty a day. Those aged three to four should get around two rand. Children aged four to five should get maybe three rand fifty and so on and so forth. A 12-year-old can earn 10 rand a day, and this can increase as they get older. Remember, this is all dependent on your unique financial situation, but you have to be clear about those amounts and about those chores. Once a child approaches the teen years, you should sit down with them and draw up a proper monthly budget. Increases can be given on birthdays, on special days, if they do well at school. If your child asks for an increase at other times, ask them for a written explanation, which explains why they need more money because this will also help them to negotiate. So there's lots of different things that you can do as a parent. Anything in the house can be considered a chore, right? As long as they are participating and doing something to keep the household moving, whether it's picking up leaves in the garden, that should be worth two rand, whether it's making a bottle for their little sister or little brother, that should be worth three rand. Always be transparent with your children about what they are earning for what chores. And I promise you, you will be so happy with yourself that you did this now rather than later. So before I go, I'm going to leave you with some books that you can buy for your children in order to teach them financial literacy while they're still young. Mrs. Spiggles and Her Money Tales by Jean Archery. I haven't read that one yet, but I've heard nothing but good things. The one I have read is by Guku Sidaki and it's called Nala and the Invest Piggy Bank. It is so good. Another very good book, More Than Enough and A Little by Little by Christina Castle. And the last one is Coco the Money Bunny by Nicolette Machile. So parents, hear me out. Please be intentional about what you're teaching your children. Please go beyond, above and beyond to ensure that your children are equipped with the right knowledge in order to be money savvy. Remember, everything that you teach them, they become Adults that are learning these things, right? So we don't want to not teach them these things and then just hope that they figure it out and that the world will teach them these things. It doesn't work like that. You need to be intentional about what it is that you're doing and how it is that you're teaching these kids what you're teaching them. And that is it for today. So please, I hope after you've listened to this, you will try yourself out in your kids knowing a little something, something about money so that as they grow older, they can be as financially savvy as you'd like them to be and they can take those skills and pass them down to all of their children. Thank you so much for listening to Life with Lebang. I hope you have enjoyed this little nugget that I've shared with you today. As always, every week it's a new episode. And this was brought to you courtesy of cliffcentral.com. My name is Lebang Khasana. And as always, go out there. Happy parenting. Go out there and be great and make sure that you are equipping the next generation with things that you wish you had been equipped with. I will see you next time. Bye.